0: Another, digi- another, digi- another digital citizen.
1: Another digital, c- c- citizen.
0: Another digital c- c- citizen.
1: Another digital citizen.
0: Another
2: digital citizen. My digital Citizen. My
3: Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen where I am Fro, and with me I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro, everybody. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's uh, it's not uh unbearable to live in Norway,
4: so <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not as hot there today? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's going to be hot here today, but um but yeah, it's summer. I mean, it's it's not unbearably hot, but uh it's going to be super right. hot today, but yeah. Uh I'm not looking forward to it, even though it's, they said it's going to be like 95, which I guess it, it depends on where you're from, but that's probably unbearable for you as a Norwegian, to be honest. 95 is around 30 somewhere, isn't it?
3: Uh, let's see, 95 degrees or, Fahrenheit. No, well, 20. Yeah, it's exactly 35. Wow, 35. Yeah, no, uh, I 39 this week. That was unbearable for me. Uh, today it's, like, 27, maybe. Not too bad.
4: Uh, it's definitely a stay inside and, uh, just not do anything, be in the air conditioning kind of day-to-day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, why are you still using
3: in Fahrenheit in, in America? Why Why don't you come over to the evil
4: side? Is there anywhere else besides America that uses... Probably... Right? I I would I would think maybe like
3: South America maybe. Uh I know
4: Canada does. does Canada? I don't know that Canada oh, yeah. does. United States, the Bahamas, the Cayman Islands, Liberia, oh. uh the Federal <laughs> Liberia. The Federated <laughs> States of Micronesia and the Marshall oh, yeah, Islands. Of and Palu. Mm-hmm. I don't see Canada on here.
3: I thought uh, Canada used uh, Fahrenheit.
4: Hmm. I guess not. Well, maybe certain parts of Canada?
3: Maybe. Uh, maybe near the border you come.
4: It says 40 years ago, they shifted from the Imperial to the metric system in Canada in 1975. Yeah. See? Wow. Yeah. All so... weather forecasts switched to Celsius in 1975 in Canada. And I, I mean,
3: I, I don't understand a foot either. So it's just like, that's the most stupid met- metric system in the world. Because a foot can be long, short.
4: <laughs> well, it's not, uh, it's not like, actually based on it. I know. Uh, like, I know. Actually, I, I know. think it is technically originally <laughs> but based technically, off of a king's, yes. king's foot, right? like there was right. a king and then they measured his foot and they decided this is what we're going to base our med- measurement system off of right uh yeah no i would def like Can't i don't matter. mind fahrenheit that that much <laughs> yeah it's it's the other it's centi- centimeters and inches that centimeters and millimeters is so much easier to calculate by 10 it's so much is e- e-
3: easier all right like inches is so fucking stupid.
4: Why? But why 4. do we
3: have 4.7 inches? Uh, and I go like, what? 4.7 what?
4: Why don't we round off the <laughs> hours also then? If we're gonna start doing things and making everything even, why do we have 24 hours? Why don't we make it 20 hours or just 10 hours in a day? Or you how... like, why? Why not stop there? <laughs> because the 24-hour
3: clock actually makes sense. <laughs> Does it though? N-
4: it does, of course, it does. I, I, I'm saying like, why not make each hour a little bit longer and then make it 20 hour day. <laughs> well, we we could make we could. Make, I I would agree to why uh, why 12 why, don't, why, isn't an hour, an, why isn't an hour and why isn't an hour a hundred minutes instead of 60 minutes? <laughs> Let's round all these things off and make it easier to calculate everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh,
3: that would be so awful.
4: (laughs) That would confuse the (laughs) shit out of people. Oh, my God.
3: It's a little like I was talking to uh, someone this weekend, and I said, how do you describe the color green to someone that's blind? Or colorblind, even. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that has never seen the color green, like... How do you describe the Mona Lisa when you don't have any, like, points of... It was actually a discussion I had when it came to um, the the lady that was blind, couldn't talk, and couldn't hear anything, that learned language through her hands. Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Thank you. Uh, and the or person said, "How how do you know they learn a the language?" And I'm, that's a very good question. <laughs> like, how do you how do you know when they can't express and really,
4: yeah, yeah. I remember trying to explain this to like somebody I was working with. Uh, I want to say it was at the movie one of the movie theaters I worked at, but just being like. I think the person was colorblind, and I was trying to explain to them, like that's this box was red, and I was like that box is red. They're like, no, it's orange, and I couldn't convince them. Like when you're mm. when you're coming from two different uh, realities, and you're seeing the same mm-hmm. thing, and you see it two different ways. How do you how do you explain to the other? Per- is yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, believe it or not, that's a lot of the problem with politics right now, also. How do you explain <laughs> to the other person when they see so f- something completely... Right. Th- the same exact thing, but they see it completely differently. Yeah. Like uh, Trump? Uh, yeah, or like... Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi? Just, just uh, all the things that... W- what's a good example? Uh, I guess like the January 6th stuff is a good example. Everybody sees oh, yeah. it. One way or the other way, I guess. Um, I still remember I... you and me
3: meeting someone that had never heard of the Me Too. <laughs> Do
4: you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a number of years ago. It was like so a person that just <laughs> d- didn't watch the news. But that's just it. This was a person that did watch yeah. the news like regularly, but just they were a Fox News person, I guess. Right. Yeah, and then never heard of Me Too. I guess an- like, another oh, thing is, eating? like, nowadays, like, <laughs> movies that, when I was younger... Remember What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Mm-hmm. With, uh... That was Leonardo DiCaprio, right? That would be a very, very different movie today. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, an Oscar-nominated film, and everybody, oh, yeah, accept- yeah. everybody's like, this is such a beautiful uh interpretation of somebody's life, and, like... But now mm-hmm. you look at that movie, and you go, this is incredibly offensive uh it's incredible offensive, for yeah. leonardo dicaprio to be playing this character that he has no right to be cl- playing uh which Lawrence actually made of arabia <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence of arabia with the uh, white people <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. what yeah. made me think of that when you said helen keller it made me think of that movie nell with jodie foster oh yeah is that also in the same boat as What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Or... Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that in so many years, but, like, when you think about that movie, that's really offensive. <laughs> that's really <laughs> offensive that they made that movie. But it was a yeah. different time, yeah. and we all saw things yeah. differently that, like, yeah. Um, it was not... It won... It was nominated for best she was nominated for best actress for the Academy Awards, yeah, for Nell. Mhm. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think that was one of her f- first
4: entrances in Hollywood right? She was pretty young, 15, 16? No, she, she well, I don't know how old she was, but she was she was older than a, a teenager for sure. Was she? Okay. I I want to think so, but I could be wrong.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, but, yeah, no, What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a perfect, perfect movie to, like, put in front of people today and, like, say, see, see if, like, why, why why, isn't there coming a remake of <laughs> What's Eating Gilbert Grape on, you know, to the cinema? Hmm.
4: It was a weird time where, like, <laughs> if you played a person with a neurodivergent... Uh, you know, capabilities as, as an mm-hmm. actor, that was like an end to getting an an Academy award. It was like, mm-hmm. that was something that was seen as like, Oh, if you play this kind of role, there's a good chance you're going to at least get nominated for an award. And now when we look at it, we go, that is not something we want to award or even praise <laughs> in any way whatsoever. Yeah, But it was yeah. just such a different, different time. We looked at things so much differently than we do now. It it yeah. I guess that's my point. The whole point here was like, some people see things one way and other people th- see things another way. And even through yeah. time, seeing things something like Nell. Now we go. Well, that how did anybody think that was a good idea? But <laughs> yeah, the jazz singer where people
3: were wearing blackface all through the movie.
4: Yeah, and tiptoes, <laughs> where. He plays a little person and he just walks around on his knees all the time. Yeah, these were movies that all happened in like the 90s. This was all during the same time period where, like, if you played a character like this, that was like, uh, into being getting an award. Yeah, mm. what was that Robin Williams movie called? Uh,
3: where he played the professor, uh, with Matt Damon. Matt
2: Damon,
4: what. You remember where he played a professor? Yeah, uh Robin Ro- Robin
3: Williams played a uh, professor and uh Matt Damon was like a, a person that all of a sudden could was a, a genius uh that was a janitor in Oh, the, uh,
4: that one, right. Um Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was that called. Also-
3: uh, that also was a movie that wouldn't be accepted today.
4: You don't think? I think that's a no. little more acceptable than the other ones, just because. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess you're right, because he, he would nowadays be considered autistic or something to that yes. nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I didn't think about that one, yeah. but. Anyway. Did he win awards? Uh, I bet he won awards for that one too. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's an oscar winning movie. If I could remember what it was called all of a sudden.
4: Whatever. It's yeah. like, It's called whatever with
3: Matt Damon and Robin Williams. That's the name of it. Mhm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, talking about someone that sees the world a completely different way. Trump Uh, FBI warrant reveals Trump under investigation for possibly violating the Espionage
4: Act. That's good on you, Mr. Trump. A search warrant newly unsealed on Friday reveals the FBI is investigating Trump for a potential violation of the Espionage Act and that agents have removed classified documents from the uh, president's Florida estate. A receipt accompanying the search warrant viewed by Politico, showed that, Trump's possessed, that Trump possessed documents including a handwritten note, documents marked with uh, top secret and SCI, which indicates one of the highest levels of government classifications, and another I- item labeled Info RE President of France. Hmm, that's a... The president of France, okay. Mm. Also Mm. among them, Mm. uh, items taken from Mar-a-Lago were items labeled Executive Grant (coughs) uh, of Clemency for Roger Jason Stone Jr. Uh, A warrant shows federal law enforcement was investigating Trump for removal of or destruction of records, obstruction of justice, and violating the Espionage Act. Right. Uh, This can encompass crimes beyond just spying, such as refusal to refer... Return security documents upon uh, upon request. So,
3: we had uh, according to Trump, he had dis the uh, de- de- what uh, dis disqualified? No, this what what do you call it? Declassified. This de declassified all all the documents before he took them. So.
4: Yeah, he's had a few different, like, uh, excuses at this point. At first, he was like, there's nothing there. And then <laughs> once it was yeah. revealed that there was something there, he there started to be the excuse, oh, they planted the evidence. And then mm-hmm. when that turned out not to be true, he was like, oh, well, it wasn't actually the real FBI that came after me. But then Merrick Garland came out and said, actually, it was me who signed off on it. And so they had to mm-hmm. change it again. And now it's oh, well, none of that stuff was actually classified. But what I'm going to understand is (laughs) it doesn't actually matter if he did or did not declassify them. If the paper itself still says on top of it, top secret or classified, that's enough for him to get in trouble. Even if he did technically declassify it, having the paper that says classified uh, in and of itself is against the law, if that makes sense. I I think it was kind of funny because he's like...
3: It's not that I'm um, normal to take a homework home.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was also. One oh, your work home pieces. with you. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's had a lot of excuses in the last week, and they all. Every time it like <laughs> one gets to, one gets disproven, he the him or or his supporters come up with a new excuse, right? Yeah. Um. I think the one thing that a lot of people are making an incorrect assumption is that the espionage act a lot some people in the mainstream media are making the connection oh that must mean that he's trying to sell this to like a foreign government which I guess is possible right. it does not yeah but it doesn't really but like I just said mean that the espionage yeah. can encompass crimes such as just a refusal to return national security documents upon request. Which is exactly what happened here. Right. Um, Not exactly. I mean they have asked (laughs) they have asked for the documents and threatened him
3: to to sue him for a very 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 long time before they did something so it's very important that people remember that uh, he probably didn't sell it to anybody and it didn't really come as a surprise to him either because they have asked for these documents for a shit long time as well. It's like they have said, "Oh, we have to subpoena you for these documents," and he's like, "No, I don't want to return them." So it shouldn't really come as a surprise.
4: What to him. I what I read is his lawyer sent a thing to the D, to the FBI saying, "We all the documents have been returned." So they apparently they thought oh. they either they thought they had returned all the documents or they were lying and said we returned oh. all the documents when we didn't. Uh, a possibility that a lot of people are saying is that Trump maybe is just not organized and all the shit was just thrown right. in boxes and nobody knew where it. It wasn't like filed correctly so you'd know where this document is or that document is. All just jumbled up in a whole but bunch of will, boxes in yeah. a basement somewhere. That was also an excuse that I heard this week was like,
3: yeah, no, he wasn't prepared to lose the election, so when he lost it, he just took all the boxes that was in his office with him, even though it said it was classified on it because he wasn't prepared to lose.
2: Right, he just started
4: packing just random shit into boxes. Another thing I heard is um, (laughs) a normal thing that for Trump before he was even president was he would have a person at his office who, at the end of the day, Trump would just have papers and shit all over his desk, and he's, mm-hmm. and he had a person he would pay to just come in and clean off his desk, but not, like, clean it off and throw away things. Just pack everything into a box, just put it in a box, <laughs> and just store it somewhere. And that was, like, something that is pretty regular for him even before he was president, and maybe that that... Oh, um. That kind of policy moved into the the White House, and so just random shit was in boxes, right. just whatever. Yeah, um, wouldn't it surprise me if
3: that person that did that didn't really have clearance to do that job as well.
4: Well, yeah, and there was a lot of people in Donald Trump's orbit that didn't have cl- clearance to do what they were doing, like his daughter, for instance. Right. Yeah, or his yes. son-in-law, um, Jared. So yeah, I, yeah, there is two options. He did this on purpose for whatever reason, or he's just, or he's stupid. just a yeah, incompetent <laughs> idiot. Yeah, I I think it's
3: I think it's the latter,
4: <laughs> and he's surrounded by other incompetent idiots. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, That's I I have a tendency theory. to I have a tendency to believe that, but uh, we'll see what happens with it. <laughs> That's my working theory.
3: That's definitely my working theory. Oh gosh, but yeah, FBI informant close to Trump uh, may have guided agent to where the documents were, so that's even better.
4: Uh, Jerry Kushner, Melania, and Trump, and many others have been pointed to as possible FBI informants following the raid of Mar a Lago. The raid was reported mm-hmm. to have been aimed at recovering documents. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday that after a meeting in June with the FBI at Mar-a-Lago, somebody with knowledge of the stored files told authorities that there could be further classified documents stored at the club. Uh, It's no shot his daughter. Definitely not. I don't think
3: his daughter would do that. uh, Well, a lot of people are saying... maybe. Yeah,
4: yeah, Jared Kushner, I think, is the biggest... uh, Well, you think it would be his (laughs) wife? It could be his wife, I guess. And another person... I mean, it could be any number of people. It could be somebody who just works at Mar-a-Lago. It could be somebody... Isn't Jared... Sorry, isn't Jared Kutcher's wife uh, one of the daughters of Trump? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, in a federal court filing, C1, or CI1 refers to an initial mention <laughs> of a conf- confidential informant. According to Newsweek, the Mar-a-Lago raid, mostly based on a confidential human source to the F- FBI, concerned... What classified documents Trump was storing as his at his residence. So, right, and this is why I don't believe it's his daughter because he
3: she's she's been drinking the Kool Aid a little too long.
4: Uh yeah, but after everything with the January sixth thing, and remember her oh, testimony that's... where she said like, uh, "I trust, uh, I trust." Uh, who did she say? She tr- said she trusted some general more than she trusted her own father on on the idea of what happened with January 6th, so... Uh, right. Maybe they've turned around, uh, or she's turned around and been like, you know, this is bad, this is going to hurt me as a person uh, if my dad goes down for this, so maybe I dist- distance myself from it. Um but like I said, it could be any number of people within the Trump orbit. It could even just be somebody who works mm. at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The house cleaner. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. The guy who cleans up Trump's desk. Could be like Sick. a dog. The same guy that did it. Did it. A dog but walker. The dog did it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, the dog. I was thinking we could blame the dog.
4: The dog ate ate my my. Classified documents, For is them. that where we yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Or maybe Dog the Bonte Hunter.
4: <laughs> he kinda disappeared after that whole thing of him being a racist, but yeah, he that could be him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
3: so uh let's uh, make China a little more mad look. I, I think that's that's what we should do. Uh, because I mean we didn't create enough chaos there, so let's send more lawmakers to Taiwan.
4: More U.S. lawmakers visit Taiwan 12 days after Pelosi trip. A delegation of American lawmakers arrived in Taiwan on Sunday, just 12 days after a visit by Nancy Pelosi that prompted China to launch days of threatening military drills around the self governing island. A five-member delegation led by Ed Markey of Massachusetts, a Democratic senator, will meet the president and other officials, as well as members of the private sector, to discuss shared interests, shared interests including reducing tensions in the Taiwan Taiwan Strait. And guess what? Investments in semiconductors. It's almost like I said that before.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, you know uh, the
3: definition of uh, insanity. Look, <laughs> see, uh, this is a reference to a movie we saw this week as well. But uh, yeah doing the thing twice and thinking you would get a different
4: yeah because after this china obviously uh, started doing more uh, drills in the area what in really? response in response to these, this this uh, meeting that they that the uh, americans had wow. with the Taiwanese, so. i'm 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 so shocked 10 fighter jets were among 22 Chinese military aircraft and six naval ships detected in the area around Taiwan, so. (gasps) (laughs) Que surprise! Mm.
3: Yeah, so surprised.
4: Not really. (laughs) It's just... No? It's just dumb that, like, there was so much discussion of, like, is this a good thing that Nancy Pelosi did this or not? And clearly the government is the government the whole time was saying, oh, it's just Nancy Pelosi. She's doing this by herself. She is a lone wolf in this situation. We don't back her. But in reality, (laughs) now we have a week later or just over a week later, 12 more U.S. government officials. So what which is it? Mm -hmm. Does the government back her or not? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We don't back here, but we're going to send more people there. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's
2: like,
3: like hello? <laughs> Speaking with two tongues much?
4: Yeah, it, oh, it, it's gosh. clear that it, there's uh, uh, ulterior motives, and like we've said, it's it has to do with computer chips, so... Yeah. They don't actually care about that. the sovereignty or the democracy of Taiwan. Uh, they care about computer yeah. chips. That's the whole thing here.
3: So, if you were a journalist or a lawyer that met up with Julian Assange,
4: would you think that the uh, CIA would be interested in you? Uh, yeah, we know that from the Spanish um, court case, um, which is currently happening, where they've uh they, they've requested uh Mike Pompeo to the Spanish court remember and that all that was revealed mm-hmm. in that with the UC global uh stuff the lawyers for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange are now suing uh the CIA and his former director Mike Pompeo in a suit filed in New York district on Monday alleging that the agency recorded their conversations and copied data from their phones and computers the attorney, along with journalists, are uh, along with two journalists, are joining in on the suit, and Americans are are alleging that the CIA violated their U.S. constitutional protections of con- confidentiality uh, in their discussions with Assange, who is Australian. The suit alleges that the CIA worked with security firm UC Global, contacted, contracted by the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where Assange was living at the time. Uh, Assange is facing extradition from the U.S. or from Britain to the U.S., where he is also charged with the Espionage Act. Um. Hmm. Uh, all yeah. The, who, who
3: knew that Donald Trump and Julian Assange had something in common? Uh,
4: the, well, there's there was like a <laughs> th- there was an expansion of the Espionage Act. Specifically to go after Julian Assange, and now they're using that same expansion. They're using that same expansion to go after Donald Trump. Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, the uh, the lawyers visited Assange while he was living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London under political asylum. asylum, The suit named CIA and the CIA director and former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, as well as the firm Undercover Global, as defendants. The suits alleges that Undercover Global, which had security contracts with the embassy, swept information of their electronic devices, including all communications with Assange, and provided it directly to the CIA. In addition, it placed microphones around the Mm. embassy and sent recordings, as well as all footage from security cameras to the CIA, the suit alleges. This attorney claims that uh, this violated privacy protections for the U.S. citizens uh, in the embassy.
3: Yeah, uh, I also think there's a law. Like, maybe I I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know. But I thought there was a law that you you can meet with your client, and everything they say to each other is like
4: attorney-client clip pri attorney-client privilege, right? Um, yes. N- not only that, let's consider they were before they. Arrested Assange from the embassy, uh, the United States, um, and mm-hmm. pulled him out. Or the British government, I mean. The entire time before that, they had all the communications between him and his attorney. So they, mm-hmm. in the, they had all of the their their defenses, uh, all of Assange's lawyer's defenses, because they had recorded all of it. Right? That's mm. not. There's no way to have a fair court case in that in that scenario. Um, right. Another thing is they recorded everything, which could include doctor visits, which means doctor uh, right. client per- personal information, which is also uh, against Illegal. the law. Right. Yeah. Um, but what really it comes down to is that uh, they violated the privacy of U.S. citizens, which goes against the actual Fourth Amendment. Um, and that's what they're, mm. that's, that's the charges that, or that's what they're suing for. Um, because, uh, they, they were spying on us citizens and, uh, gathering that data without their knowledge, um, which breaks privacy laws. Yeah. Do we have a video about this? Uh, yeah, we have a video with, uh, one of the lawyers explaining it, um, it's from democracy now so we've got a little opening bit and then we'll hear from the lawyer herself so give me a countdown in uh, three two one play
1: asylum the lawsuit filed monday accuses the spanish security firm uc global of spying on assange and his visitors inside the embassy on behalf of the cia UC Global and the company's director, David Morales, are also named as defendants in the new lawsuit, which comes with less than a year after Yahoo News revealed hmm. the CIA considered abducting and possibly assassinating... Oh, yeah. Online.
4: And then there was that part, too. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Under I
2: forgot about the
1: that. ...spoke during an online news conference. This is Deborah Herbeck. She's a media lawyer who visited Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy in London several times to discuss sensitive legal matters. On arrival, there was a strict protocol for the protection of Julian, we were told. Passports, mobile phones, cameras, laptops, recording devices, and other electronic equipment were turned over to the security... Why
4: Passports?
1: We learned much later. Tra-
4: be able to track them. When they fly, when they're flying around.
1: That while visitors like me were meeting with Julian in the embassy conference room, the guards next door were taking apart our phones, removing and photographing SIM cards, and we believe downloading data from our electronic Amazing. equipment. Amazing. Their boss, David Morales from uc Global who appears to have been recruited by the CIA through associates of Sheldon Adelson during a visit to a tech conference, was making regular trips to Washington, D.C., to New York, to Las Vegas, reportedly to hand over thumb drives (laughs) and to receive further instructions from his U.S. government handlers. In other words... During our meetings with Julian at the embassy, recordings of our confidential conversations and the contents of our electronic devices were being delivered into the hands of the United States government. I'm a New York lawyer. I have the right to assume that the US government is not listening to my private and privileged conversations with my clients, and that information about other clients and cases I may have on my phone or laptop are oh, secure yeah, that's
3: also a good point. from
1: illegal government intrusion. This is not just a violation of our constitutional
4: rights this is an outrage okay there we go wow yeah i mean a whole other irony of this thing is that they are the reason the u.s government is going after julian assange is that Mm. they say he stole stole he had stolen uh government private government secrets right he had taken private Mm. documents Guess what they're doing to these lawyers? They're stealing their private documents. <laughs> right. So yeah. they're literally doing the thing that they're mad at Julian Assange for doing. Right. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> what?
3: I I don't have words how stupid I find this. It's like like it, it is so incredibly criminal because like the, that's one of the things we, we hear about like a lot from 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 people that are from america and every like TV show or or things like that does ha- ha- have to do with law i learned that uh, attorney uh, uh, privilege was incredibly important and just just like setting that away to 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 hear about other clients as well i didn't even think about that but that's that's fucking criminal.
4: Yeah, if they're just bl- blanket just uh, downloading every bit of information on the phone and computer, yeah. then all that it's just they're getting all that information. They're not just going for that one, like one file that they're looking for or something. They're they're uh, I'm assuming just taking all the info they can get, and and that includes other cl- other clients of these lawyers. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh,
3: look, I don't know if you know this. I I probably haven't told you or it's maybe not a huge part of history. But uh, in Norway, there was this uh, uh, book publisher uh, that was tried to kill, uh, tried to be killed uh, because he gave out Sultan Rushdie's satanic verses.
4: He just gave them away for free? Well, no, like like he, he published it, so oh. uh, he
3: was attacked in the in the nineties okay. in Norway.
4: Uh, I mean, I've so never heard Norway, that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah,
3: Norway has a big like uh, history with Salem Rushdie. Uh, he has gotten a lot of like literary prizes here in Norway and things like that. So when he was attacked this week, I really, really, really felt it because like. I also really like that book. But, uh, yeah, Salam Rushdie was attacked. Uh,
4: who should we blame? Well, Iran is blaming him. Uh, Iran has categorically what? denied any link with the attacker and in- instead is blaming the writer himself. I don't know how you can even twist that how? around. And <laughs> Did he stab himself? No, he clearly didn't stab himself, so... <laughs> uh, so how? Rushdie was left severely injured after being stabbed on stage at an event in New York State. He is now able to breathe unaided, and uh, as I'm understand, he's talking and everything at this point. He is doing much better. Right. Uh, The only thing they think is, is going to lose an eye. Okay. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken accused Iran's state media of gloating about the attack. Uh, Iranian media has extensively commented on the attack, calling it Divine retribution. An Iranian mm. state broadcaster highlighted the news that Rushdie might lose an eye following the attack, like you said, um, saying an eye of the Satan has been blinded. That's what. This is from Iranian state media. Uh, yeah, nice people. Why? Why are you still holding? Well, I guess. I mean, seem it's so long ago. Like holding onto this, like. Uh, old grudge is just crazy to me but this this whole thing is kind of before my time like i i never i didn't really grow up in the era i i'm just slightly too young to remember any of the the time period where there was like a fart fart against him and things like that so right
3: and uh, it's not that many years ago they took away his fat as well, so it's like it's kind of weird and kind of like random uh, that this attack uh, happened right now. It's like, like and said, in America, is, right? Yeah, and in America, yeah. And this book is like super old as well. It's like it's not like he have. Uh, come what? out with more uh, uh, criticism against Islam.
4: I think Either. just the ratcheting of tensions in the area right now between Iran and Israel and Saudi Arabia probably adds to, you know, the tension. Uh, I'm not sure oh, yeah. exactly what this person was thinking when they did it, but I'm guessing that added right. to to it. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, this is such an old uh an old issue that it seems yeah. silly that somebody would still be like holding this grudge what mm-hmm. 40 years later <laughs> a little like yeah. 35 years later yeah yeah you know it's it's extremely
3: weird and it's it's extremely sad as well it's just like freedom of expression is incredibly important uh for me uh, I think that freedom of expression is one of the uh, things that you should never take away from a human and criticizing Islam or criticizing uh, Judaism or Christianity or Scientology should always be protected so I find it utterly uh, stupid and incoherent to attack someone because they use their uh, opportunity to speak free, freely.
4: Right, yeah, and like I said, it's just such an old thing that it's just cr- crazy that it's this is still something somebody was so up in arms about this many years later yeah. that they were willing to stab somebody. It says here the man charged with, yeah. with Friday's attack has pleaded not guilty to charges of attempted murder and assault, so... Right, too bad he we have a lot of pictures. Too bad he did it in of front of a yeah. giant crowd, so there are <laughs> tons of witnesses and video, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it is has been the summer of Freya here in uh, Norway. We haven't spoken about this because, like, it's not that important. It's a uh, walrus that has been swimming around in Oslo fjords and destroying boats. Uh, and uh, that's it. that is more or less have been the news, right? Well, uh, until
4: now, because what happened? Uh, the prime minister of Norway has said it was in the right to put down Freya, a 600 kilo female walrus that was euthanized on Sunday in the Oslo fjord, as animal rights campaigners attacked the decision. But a leading zool- zoologist inset- insisted that this was inevitable. Uh the prime minister said, I support the decision. Uh, he told a bro- the broadcaster NRK on Monday. It was the r- right decision. I am not surprised that it has led to many international reactions. Sometimes we have to make unpopular decisions. He said, um, mm-hmm. it says the Norwegian, Norway's fisheries dictorate said the walrus was euthanized based on an overall assessment that it was a threat to human safety after public, after the public ignored warnings not to get too close, and often did with small children to pose for photographs. So really it was a bunch of fucking right. idiots that made this happen. Yes.
3: And that's kind of my problem with this, is like it's set out as like, yeah, it was the walruses its fault. No, no it wasn't. It was the people that didn't listen to, to, to the government and continued seeking it and giving it food and, like...
4: Uh, Wanting uh, to take pictures, clearly. G- yeah. So yeah. you know who I blame? The Zuck. People. <laughs> the Zuck. <laughs> Zuckerberg is to blame for this because he created Instagram. Or no, he didn't, but he owns Instagram. <laughs> and you know all these people were just taking pictures to put it up on the gram. So I blame Zuck. Yeah. It's all the Zuck, Zuck okay. killed this walrus. Walrus, yeah. Yep. It's cute as well. I wouldn't I'm, call I'm I wouldn't funny. call it cute, but it's it's a oh, it's a on. beautiful it's animal for what it is. It's super cute. I would marry her in a heartbeat. I guess another thing was <laughs> that, uh, like you said, it had been kind of destroying people's personal property. Like it liked to right. it liked to get up on top of boats and things that were at in the in the harbor. But yeah, I and it's, I don't like think heavy, so. it yeah. destroyed a lot of material, and it doesn't uh, have any concept no excuse, of though. of like what's worth money or anything. Obviously, so right.
3: yeah, I saw an interview with with the guy that that like had his boat trashed, and uh, the guy is like, yeah, it's 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 actually not it's the walrus's fault. It's our humans that gave it food, and like. Made it come closer to us because that was also a problem. They moved the walrus during the summer But the uh, walrus was smart enough to like follow people to the shore to get food and when it got uh, food very close to Shore of course it uh, it would be be there more
4: so yeah yeah i mean the only thing you could do is like put it in a zoo at that point right once it's become right. so attached to people you're not going to be able to untrain that learned behavior so i agree i yeah. i to me i think probably putting it in in a uh aquarium of some kind maybe would have been better than killing it but uh what agree all- what this one person saying is uh, naming the walrus triggered what it calls the Bambi effect, and it becomes a matter of concern when it gets a name and is referred to in human terms. So, like, if this was just some random walrus mm. that hadn't been named and hadn't been photographed with people and wasn't well-known at this point, that nobody would right. wouldn't care as much. But since it was named and everybody knew about it and it was this big deal, obviously that um, humanizes it a lot more... Uh, Norwegian newspapers and Norwegian media are having
3: it as a case day after day. Where is Freya now? How is Freya doing today? Right. That is also instigating more people to come in contact with it because it's famous. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, in a, in a way, it's also media's fault that Freya di- died because they also gave it the name, like you said.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think it's a combination of a few different things, but mostly the people who were just idiots and wanted to take pictures. Uh, right. I mean the. And fed it. Right, the media didn't make those people do that, so. Uh,
3: let's talk about uh, cops. That comes from monkeys. Is that a better way, and uh, less stigmatizing? and saying monkeypox?
4: Uh, is it? Pox? I don't know. I mean, we could just call it pox. Pox. It seems pretty easy to yeah, me, but... But I don't know. The World World Health
3: uh, Organization has something to, to say about that?
4: Uh, the World Health Organization vows nothing ridiculous as public submits ideas to rename uh, the disease monkeypox. No. Uh... Poxy McPox face trump-22 oh my God. or mpox i like that what trump-22 or mpox okay these are some of the ideas sent mm. by the public to the who seeking a new name often diseases are uh, disease names are chosen behind closed doors uh, by a committee but the WHO has this time decided to open up the process to the public after a slow start. Dozens of submissions have now been made from a range of contributors, including academics, doctors, and a gay community activist. Okay. They range from technical uh, to farcical, uh, including Poxy McPoxface, submitted by Andrew Yee, an an allusion to Bodie McBoatface, if you remember mm-hmm. uh, the British Polar Research v- Vessel from like right. four years ago or something. Yes,
3: I do remember that
4: hilarious thing. Uh,
3: what should we call it? Uh,
4: another proposal, Another proposal. Trump-22 appeared to be referring to President <laughs> Donald Trump, who uh, used the ter- controversial term China virus for coronavirus, although the author said it stood for... Uh, to- Trump twenty two stood for toxic rash of unrecognized mysterious provenance of twenty twenty two. So, that's funny, right? I like that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because no. <laughs> I see what they're going for, though.
3: It's funny, but uh, no. Yes. Yeah,
4: I, yeah. I don't know what. Well, uh, uh, there's got to be a better name i guess just like something with numbers and letters is probably the best way to go but i think poxy right. pox face what, what what's wrong with that that could be fun
3: yeah as long as they yeah
4: i don't really understand
3: why why monkey pox is so discriminating but that's me
4: Well, I think it says right here, uh, when you remove the monkey imagery, people seem to understand more quickly that there is an emergency that needs to be taken seriously. Uh, So I think what they're saying is, like, it makes it seem less serious to humans when they call it monkeypox. There's probably a million good names you could come up with, uh, but I'm fine with with anything, really. uh, I just think they... I think I guess I agree that like monkeypox make it sound a little little less serious than it should be taken. So,
2: mm.
3: well, uh, are you going to vote soon in uh, where you live?
4: Uh, I think so. I don't. I haven't gotten a ballot or anything yet, but it's got to be coming up, right?
3: It's around the corner, as they say. Yeah, uh, uh, Tron is going to tell the truth about. The voting is the only
0: answer and I could not agree more. Hello, this is Tron Bertrand tells the truth. In Norway now is a new poll out Say that young people well, that means young people it means people under 30 I'm not in that category as you well know, I'm 47. But young people are in favor of the European Union. People who don't know Norwegian history must know this but Norway are not a member of the European Union. We voted no twice, one in 72 and one in 94. In 94, I was a young idealist, 19 years old. I was in the no movement. I was not a nationalist, I was like center left at that time. But the European Union was something that's going to swallow us. No has a little bit complicated. <laughs> relationship with the word union. When people turn to say talk about union in Norway, it means occupation. Well like we had like four hundred years on the Denmark and hundred years on the Sweden and so on. But a lot of things have changed. I don't see the European Union as I once did. I travel more, I talk to more people and I well get access to more information. As I grew older, my politics view has also changed. Well, I'm not going far, I'm not more conservative. Verso I'm more to the left now than I was in when I was young. But when you grow older, you change. And I also have changed with time. I was very happy when I saw the poll. A lot of other people was too. But then came the doubt. The same doubt I have every election, when I see young people riding in the streets, uh, Hanging up banners and posters and yeah, right. Make a lot of noise and big engagement on Facebook and everywhere everywhere else. But I'm never positive because when election day comes, people are not voting. Yeah, the majority. You can talk about the silent majority and so what. But the silent majority have a, an obligation and the right, and the possibility to vote. Well, there are strange voting laws in the the United States, but things can still be changed. We saw that in the last election. I don't think things are going to change in Norway. We have a big generation of people who want more radical environmental politics. I feel an old generation who doesn't give a flying fuck. They are harassing young people because they don't want Norway to get that independent on oil. They are going to win the election, even if they are a minority, because the majority of people who vote are 40 plus. Young people doesn't bother. And in Norway, that's even stranger, because it's one country where the easiest to vote is in Norway next year is a local election but we can see how local election also can bring out change a lot of initiatives done in the big cities when it comes to environmental politics building buses local trains and so on have been a big success that later become national politics a lot of social politics who's now for the whole country started in local cities and small villages as an initiative from the bottom. So you can change the society from bottom up. But that's not gonna happen because I'm afraid the next local election, young kids are not gonna vote. i will tell you how easy it is to vote in Norway. It started early voting only two months before. You can vote some places at high schools the library any time of day. It's a big box standing on the center square here in Bergen. You can go in eight hours a day to vote. Early voting start extremely early. And they have a system used that you can change. You can buy a very big power of which candidate you want to go into the local government. Of a big list of many names, you can give personal votes on, the, on that list so you can change a lot. But that's not going to happen. You say you should not blame the young people. But I do blame the young people. Because how do they think the world going to change? Okay, maybe you want a system with more direct democracy and you you are, don't like politicians and all kinds of things like that. And I you get it. But the only way to change things today people sitting in those offices and voting for what you mean. And if you want them to vote for what you mean, you have to elect them. Yes, you have to elect them. And sometimes they're not perfect, but they are people with power. The political system is not going to change. We're going to have now a poor european country. A lot of people who want to change the world. But they're not gonna have any voice, because they're more willing to scream on Facebook in them demonstration and do what really counts. And what really counts is, yes, you know what, voting. This was Tron telling tells the truth.
3: That was uh, Trump telling the truth? Yeah, you
4: have to vote if you want to change the world. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, it's kind of discouraging sometimes that that's the only option, though, but yeah it is
3: a revolution would be nice but uh, i don't see how that uh, could be done without guns involved so
4: uh, there's peaceful revolution you know i mean we've gone through a peaceful there... revolution in our lifetime i would say even okay in what way a social revolution in the sense of like well, that I agree. legalized gay marriage and all these other things, yeah.
3: Yes. hmm I do agree to that, yeah. But I, I don't think we could create a new like, state without a revolution. A new America
4: without a revolution.
3: Yeah, if anything... I would love love to see that. But if I, anything, the,
4: the country will split in half and the South will secede and will it will just be two separate countries. That's the that's the only way i see that kind of idea going you know what i'm saying right i wouldn't be against that
3: to be completely honest with you
4: uh i don't know there's there could be pluses and minuses to that for sure i mean here here here's uh here's a thought from
3: an european person i think america is too big I think in America. That's, you think too that's the
4: problem bitch. one of the problems with trying to govern such a large country. Yes. yes. such a large populous country, I guess. Yes, because if you don't
3: want to be China and have like total control or what you citizens think or mean or anything, you have so it, it, there's so much diversity in america that the diversity itself i, I i'm very pro diversity don't get me wrong but the diversity itself is kind of destroying in america in the way that it's so it's so populated by people from uh all over the world that you, you can't really have one community under Americans say, oh, we are all Americans, and all Americans
4: thinks like this. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, right. that's kind of true for any country, but, like... What it's easier, the... but it's easier to control in countries like Norway, where, sure. where, we're, where we're so freaking small. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple national identities in America, whether you're from the Northeast, the Northwest, the Southwest, right. or the South... Uh, and then even the midwest is a whole different yeah and then and then california so is would, its a whole own thing like if the south seceded it would be pretty screwed because california would not be part of the south even though it's so southern right. but california is like i want to say it's the fifth largest economy in the entire economy world in, yeah, yeah. not just in america like in the world if you were to like rank it on with countries as a, if it was like well, a that's... sovereign nation it would be yeah. bigger than most countries so uh, the south and the south would be completely cut off from that economy if you were to if they right. were to succeed so-, so when you think about it uh, it would be a bad idea for them to do that uh, if if that was going to happen I, I don't I don't think it's going to but
3: no but uh, I well, wish maybe sometimes... maybe not in
4: my lifetime but
3: but I, I wish sometimes that it, it would be smaller smaller parts of the, the country and also, yeah, I think you need to do something to do with the vote, uh, voting
4: system, but, I mean... Oh, I'm um, all for um, ranked choice voting. I I'm, I guess I understand yeah. your point a little bit, but think about Canada. Canada has a pretty good national identity, and it's gigantic. Mm. Yeah. But uh,
3: even though it's gigantic, there doesn't live so many people in
4: Canada. Yeah, that's true. It, I guess you could say like the same for Russia. It's gigantic, but there's right. not that. It's very spread out, and not many people, except for right. certain locations. Yeah, I guess that's right. In America, it's it's like
3: a it, a small town in in America could have the population of all of Norway in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's
4: yeah. <laughs> that's weird to think about. But yes, it's that's yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking when I'm when I say I think America is too big I I don't mean that in
4: in a What are you I, saying? I, man, yes, I, are you saying Manifest um, Destiny was a bad idea fro? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I am saying that.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, that's my thought about America uh, America Anyway, uh, let's talk about TV shows because that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, I've seen some TV shows. Uh, I want to start with the one I maybe had the most fun with uh, Celebrity Beef. Uh, what channel is this on? It's on E Network. E Network, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe McHale uh, with two people in the first episode. It's two ladies that I I, I had heard of. Uh, the second episode is to uh, Bachelor men that
4: I definitely hadn't heard off. Yeah, I don't watch uh, The Bachelor. That that was right. where the show lost me, is like, okay, the first two ladies are are they're well-known comedian-slash-TV writers, TV actors. So I've seen them in right. play, like, they were actual celebrities. The next two, they're not celebrities, they're just reality show contestants.
3: <laughs> sure, right. but it
4: still was freaking funny i had a blast with this
3: i don't i don't know uh, how serious you should take this Oh no. but it's a, a lot of like joe mccale humor in it and that's maybe what i i am i very much like uh, of of course it is a stupid cooking show but uh, barely it is Barely, yes, but I was just going to say that barely. I, I, I think it's still. I think it's more a comedy show than a cooking
2: show.
4: Yeah, it's more trying to be a panel kind of British panel show, but with cooking, where, like, right, it's the there's, there's a competition, but nobody really actually wins or loses. Nobody cares about it. Yeah, yeah. and it's really more about the celebrities' personalities coming through, mm-hmm. um, which in this, I think they did a really good job, better than another uh, celebrity show we're going to talk about in a minute, though. <laughs> like, at least but in yeah. this, they came off as, like, genuine people, at least the, like, yes. the two ladies and the Bachelor guys, the Bachelor guys, mm-hmm. they came off as Bachelor dudes, you know, like, frat Very Bachelor dudes, right. very... Dude dudes. Yeah. Uh, but, locker room uh, frat bro it, guy dude. Very yeah.
3: much like, yeah, that.
4: But they came off genuine. Yeah. Yes.
3: And I, I think I think the humor in this is just, I I, I really like the show. I don't know why, but I, I really liked it. I actually liked it up to a 7.5 look.
4: Oh, I, I'm not, I wouldn't go that high. I'll give it a, <laughs> I'd probably give it a 4.5. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean it's nothing it's nothing I would recommend to anybody. Oh uh, no, I would recommend it. Something that <laughs> didn't come off as genuine when it comes to celebrities is NBC's Password. <sighs> uh, and actually it wasn't even just the celebrities, even the contestants themselves came off disingenuous. Mm, w- very much so. I don't like it John- when they tell them you got to act you got to act creative, you got to act wild, you got to like act over the top. Why can't they just have them act like themselves, you know what I mean? Right.
3: And John Hamm didn't really help either.
4: Uh well, I'm I didn't mind John I I I just don't like the fakeness of it. It feels like everybody's putting on an act, you know what I mean? Right. When people speak a little like this all the time It's so funny. <laughs> you win money. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just doesn't seem real. Yeah. It seems like they're just, it's all acting. It's not, not none of it is, uh, none of it feels genuine, like I said. Uh, but as far as the game goes, Password's a simple enough game that it's easy to, like, understand. And yeah. Uh, i I don't remember watching much of it when I was a kid, but the only part I remember is the ending where they go to, where she does, in this one, they do, like, a, uh, a bunch of letters and they have to to figure out what word goes with the letter um right were you uh, spoilers
3: for 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 the two episodes <laughs> but were you a little like irritated that both of them won uh well both of the people that were in this episode won the main prize i kind of like felt
4: like it was kind of, like, random. It seemed like they picked a lot of really easy words, and it seems like right. the, the way they do it with the letter combinations makes it really easy. Uh-huh. Fairly easy. Yes, yes I um, agree. But yeah, I... It seemed I, I... a little too
3: easy. That, that, oh, that was oh, one of the things I was was thinking. It seemed a little too... <sighs> I don't want to use the word re- rehearsed, but that's definitely what it felt like.
4: The one bad thing about password is they don't... They There's no way they could ever actually explain some of the rules because... Some of the rules of like what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. Like he wasn't allowed to say FedEx, mm. but he could have said right. fe- he could have said Federal Express cuz you're not allowed to use abbreviations or something. Like right. she said because one of them said TV. Yeah, that you there's a good example. Yeah. And it's, but if she would have yeah. said television that would have been okay. That that's, would be okay. That's yeah. such a weird rule. I don't understand it. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. Makes absolutely zero sense. But yeah, no, uh th- this was not good, not my cup of tea. No, uh, uh, 3.5. I,
4: I, I give it a 3, so we're pretty close there. I could probably go down to a 3 pretty easily. It The fakeness is really what turned me off from it. Uh, Tales of the Walking of the Dead? Yeah, let's go with that. Oh, I, f- I forgot this even was coming out. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll watch this next week.
3: Okay, uh... The first episode is is okay. I think the second episode is is more interesting because it's uh, well. I'm I'm not going to, to 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 spoil it for you, but but the concept of episode two is is more interesting. Uh, Olivia Munn was in the first episode. I like her. Uh, uh, gosh, the guy called Cruz. Uh, I never remember his first name. Uh, uh he is he the bodybuilder guy. Okay. You got me. Yeah. The black guy. Oh, you Terry Cruz.
2: Remember?
3: Terry Cruz. There we go. Uh but yeah, no. Uh the first one didn't really gi- give me a lot, but I really liked episode 2. Uh so I will give them both uh 6. Yeah, a six.
4: All right, I'll, I'll check that out next week. Uh, I saw This Fool. is was on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. It, it doesn't really have many people you would know in it, but it's kind of a Spanish... No one. It's kind of a Mexican-American <coughs> sitcom. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a guy who works as... what? What is this job? He's like a... He's a, he's a support person for people getting out of gangs, whatever that is. Right. Um, yes. And his brother it has been in jail for like a long time. Seems like 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he wants to be his support. He wants his brother in this support group. Uh, but his brother is obviously going against that and trying to live his old life, but it's a comedy. I don't know how to describe it other than that. I don't know. Did you think it was funny? No. <laughs> there there we go. I nope. thought there were funny elements to it, but I thought it missed the missed the mark on certain parts. I uh, I'd probably give this, I don't know, um I'll give it a 6. I think
3: I think my main problem with it, well, for the fir- for for first and foremost, it's it's people uh, that I didn't really connect to. I mean, uh, I I'd didn't really like anybody. Okay. Um, it is inspired by a stand-up thing, and I, I guess I, I can see uh, that it should be funny, but it, for me, it was very monotone. There's nothing super bad with the, the acting, or, or, or. Um, or uh, the filming of this, so I think I will land on a five. Uh It's something I'm definitely not going to see more than two episodes of.
4: No, I, I, I'm i not going to watch more than two episodes, but it definitely... uh I think it, it, it's got a market of people that I think would like it, and I, I giggled a few times, but not enough to keep watching it, yeah. I'd give it a... A, did I give it a six? Yeah, I gave it a six. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, red Rose? Red Rose. Okay. Uh, this is a horror, horror TV show from One Entertainment. Uh, it is uh, set uh, in a high school where there's, like... Uh, uh, it's based on a Stephen King thing uh, and uh, there's this app uh, that is, has very supernatural uh, uh, entity and very like seductive power uh, and uh, uh, the people that uh, uh, the teens that meet each other in in through this app, uh, it's like on the dark web and things like that. It is abysmally bad. Okay.
2: <laughs> like,
3: like ab- abysmally bad. It's uh, it's one of the things that I think I have laughed the most about. Uh, I saw uh, two episodes and I'm out. I'm a little surprised over myself that I didn't watch uh, the whole thing because it was so, so, so funny, funny, funny bad. But uh, yeah, no, I recommend you watch this because it probably will be on your list of worst TV shows of of the year.
4: Where is it? Uh, sorry. Where where it, it what is it on? I'm not
3: sure. Oh, okay. Red Rose, what it's called? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give it
4: a two. A That's two? Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see where this is. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to look, and oh, it's a British, it's on BBC Three, so it's a British show. Ah. Um, yeah, maybe if it, it comes somewhere to America, usually it takes a couple weeks for that to happen. I mm-hmm. saw something from last, well, that started last month, I think, think it's still currently on, but it's a Mathis Family Matters reality show about Judge Mathis. <sighs> Why? I don't know. Don't know why the show exists, to be honest. Even after watching it, I'm still not sure why it exists. Nothing happened in it. It's just them living their lives. There's no drama, really. I mean, there's one bit... The only drama is that their son is gay, but he's come out Mm. to his whole family. Everybody knows, but he hasn't come Mm. out on Instagram, apparently, and that's, like, the big drama so far of the show that I've seen. Oh yeah, that's important. Right. I don't think that's really important at all. Mm. I mean <clears throat> I don't think you should really care that much what people on Instagram think about you. That, that maybe that's what I mean more than, than it's not important. But not it's not that it's not important to come out come out as gay. It's not important mm-hmm. to like care what random ass people on Instagram uh, think about that, right? That's what mm-hmm. but Uh, It's more important that your family accepts you and all that, which they already do in this show. So I'm confused as to where the drama really is. Like I said, it's mostly them just living their lives, uh, and it's just Judge Mathis uh, and his whole family. And they're all super rich, and so there's not a whole lot for them to even complain about because they're driving around (laughs) in, like, Rolls Royces and, like, Bentleys and stuff. So it's like, Uh, yeah. It's it's another Kardashian-type show, but but with a different family. So I have
3: didn't know this existed and I can't wait to see it.
4: <laughs> you may like it more than me, but I don't like it at
3: all. I'd give it a 3. I can't wait to see this. Not only do I love the judge because I love judging shows, uh-huh. but <laughs> I love keeping up with the
4: Kardashians. Yeah, there's well, not a whole lot of I... judging in this in this show about a judge though, but yeah. I saw a very hard documentary this week uh,
3: because it was about Viagra. Get, get the joke?
4: Oh, that's so funny! <laughs>
3: uh, but yeah, uh, it's a three-episode thing on on uh, Prime. Uh, it's called Viagra: The Little Blue Pill That Changed the World and it's uh, about like how it was discovered by accident that's kind of funny uh, also development against very uh, against all odds and then marketed like fucking hell and uh, a lot of, about the controversy about viagra yeah and how like viagra just like totally changed Big Pharma, and changed uh, sex. It's very, very good. Okay. I recommend it. Uh, the three episodes. I would give
4: it a seven and a half. Yeah. I liked it. Alright, I saw A League of Their Own, uh, or at least I saw two episodes.
2: <sighs>
4: Did you watch this yet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not... I watched it today. I watched the like the preview for it. And I was like, Oh wow, they it looks like very similar to the movie from the preview. But then I watched the show and it's nothing like the movie. <laughs> it's
3: absolutely nothing like the movie at all.
4: I mean there's big changes and then there's like huge changes. Like in the movie they start out at this little tiny Po Dunk nothing uh um what do you call it? Baseball field. But in this, Mm. the first place they go is like the biggest, giant, most amazing baseball field possible. And they're put up in this Mm. huge, nice hotel. It just feels, in that way, it feels so much different. Their struggle is different in this than the struggle in in the movie, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, I
3: hadn't seen that movie in ages. So I actually saw it before the show uh today actually mm-hmm. so that's what i've been doing today it's watching first the movie and then two episodes of the show and i can say it's like tremendously different uh first and foremost i'm not sure i've seen the movie before i saw it before today okay uh but uh, that's another topic but uh but uh i liked it 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 it, it keeps up pretty well, uh, I would say, uh, but but I tr- really dislike this movie. The
2: like, TV show no,
3: or... the, the show, okay. TV show. Sorry, I really, really didn't like it. I think it. I, I. It's on the level of I hated it. I I really 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 hated it. I can't think of another show that made me so fucking mad. Uh, Especially this week, just because it's so fucking woke. It's it's trying extremely hard to be very uh, non-controversial and also kind of destroying the whole plot of the original TV show. Like you said, it's like it's poor women uh, that that couldn't uh, like really come up and. Uh, up in the movie and in the TV show it's like rich spoiled rats <laughs> that has everything and and d- don't really have anything to complain about <laughs> it's like what the fuck and they, yeah they changed so much that I don't see any bare bones other than like the main stories there yeah they play uh, play play a uh, Cricket, or I almost said uh, baseball, but but that's it.
4: I'm reading a thing from Entertainment Weekly. Well, why don't let's yes. do scores and then I'll read this. What do you What do you think score wise? Well, I am at an angry zero. I don't I think it. Really, really, I don't. I wouldn't give it a zero. I mean, there's no way I'm going to give okay. it a zero. I'll give it a. Well, I'll give it I'll a, give a three point five. Good for you. I mean, you can't. They're saying that everybody who f- was filmed it, they all deserve a zero, also, and the actors all deserve zeros. Like, yes, it's a little bit harsh. Um, yes. It says, uh, <laughs> co-creators uh, Jacobson and Will Graham told EU their goal was never to remake the original film. Instead, they wanted to expand the world. That Marshall helped introduce, focusing on new stories and new characters within the world of women's baseball. Some of those stories include themes that the movie hinted at, like sexuality and race. Right. Yeah. That was their goal, apparently. Um, it didn't even. I don't. It, like you said, if their goal was to do that, then the stories they were focusing on now, instead of being poor women, it is focusing on rich brats. Yeah. Right. Which ruins the whole concept of the original.
3: <laughs> it's just so bad, Luke. I have nothing positive to say about this.
4: I loved the, that movie when I was a kid. And honestly, it, it's so good. There's one thing I can say about it. It's the best movie Madonna has ever been in. It's the best acting role Madonna ever had, probably. Can you think of one other role that Madonna was in? In bed that with was... Madonna. <laughs> what is that? Have you never seen wood in bed with Madonna? No, I don't think so. In bed right. with Madonna. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary about what? About Madonna. About Madonna. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't count that. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. I'm talking about an acting role. I think this is the best acting role she's ever been in. Yeah. No, I hated.
3: A Vita with a passion. Yeah, I um, did, I never liked that movie. Yeah. Uh and she was terrible in the film that she did with her ex-husband Guy Ritchie that I don't remember.
4: Yeah, that was that. a terrible movie. What was that one called? She was in Dick Tracy. Everybody that was a Dick terrible... Tracy was terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably the best movie the best acting she's ever done in a movie. I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: In bed with Madonna.
4: <laughs> Other than that, I don't think that's that acting, though. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she was in Agent Cody Banks too, but I don't remember her being in that. So
3: I don't think I saw that.
4: It was with. I the... know I saw the first one. It had Frankie Muniz.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one had a few Frankie Muniz as well. Oh well, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, The last thing I saw was Untold, uh, the girlfriend that didn't exist. Uh, This is on Netflix, it's two episodes. It's about this linebacker called Monte Teo, have you ever ever heard about this guy? No. He was catfished and uh, and, uh, uh, destroyed his whole career by saying that his girlfriend died When he really believed that, but uh, uh, the newspapers found out that not only was she not dead, she never existed.
2: Right. And he totally,
3: yeah, got fucked with, and his career was totally destroyed by it. Interesting. It's a very, very, very interesting documentary on Netflix.
4: I would give it a seven. I think it'd be more interesting if I'd ever heard of that person, probably, but sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I hadn't heard about him, and that's
3: why I saw this documentary.
4: Right. Okay. Uh, last thing I saw was Cosmic Love, a reality show on something. I don't know where I this was totally from.
3: I forgot to see this.
4: Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Uh, it's they put put four people in a house: two men, two women, mm. and then they astral match. So they use uh, astrology to try to find matches for them. But instead of just like bringing their perfect match into the house, they bring Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people. And I think it's a 12 people. So there's three people that could be, there's three people that are matched for each one of the four people and they have to Mm -hmm. try to guess who their matches by kind of dating each one of them. Um, Do you get money, if you guess correct? No, there's no money involved in this show, it doesn't seem like. It's all just about making uh, connections. I think at the end, you're supposed to get married, is what they say. Uh, Okay. So it's very much like Bachelor in that way. Um, Hmm. Except with uh, astrology. And so they have to guess... They go into this room and they guess who their matches and, but then it's revealed mm-hmm. it, either they were right or they were wrong. It's a very it, the mm-hmm. concept is very confusing and dumb because mm-hmm. it's astrology and none of it's real. So there's that part also. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> they they act the whole time like, uh, oh astrology can dictate who I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. Like that's no. Not a great way no. to choose like a person you're gonna have a life with and have children with and all these other things is uh astrology probably, but I don't know. maybe I'm wrong. Is it written in the
2: stars
4: <laughs> this one, this show I actually will give a one point five it is that it is bad enough to get oh. it is really bad. um now I want to see it even more. Yeah, you're going to hate it just as much as me, I can already tell you. It, it the, pro- oh, yeah. the real problem is the the rules and the concept of how the game quote unquote it works doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. But you you're talking to a guy that's
3: actually watching every week claim to fame, so <laughs> I don't
4: know. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that is also a bad yeah. show. Uh I don't know. <laughs> that one at least has like some connection to celebrities in some way. This is just a bunch of random sure. random reality <laughs> show people that you've never heard it's, of, so it's so it's so funny. This is very similar to like any of the other kind of Netflix dating shows you've seen lately, so. Mm, okay. uh, yeah, I think it might be on Netflix, I don't remember where it was. Cool. Oh it's on Prime it Prime Video.
3: Oh it's on Prime. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, Sandman episode 2 if you don't have anything else.
4: No, I think that was it. Yeah, Uh, episode 2. Chapter 2, Imperfect Hosts. Morpheus begins his quest to find his tools of power, his sand, ruby, and helm by paying a visit to a pair of notoriously dysfunctional brothers. Right, Mm -hmm. That's pretty much all that happened and then we found out that we went into the kind of the future from the last episode to see the the woman and the boy who were in the in the first episode uh, when right. the boy was much younger now he's all grown up and what in some kind of asylum it seems like
3: yeah asylum hospital something, something like, like, like that, that yeah.
4: yeah
3: uh not as good as last episode i felt uh I like the can K- enable thing that I liked.
4: It just seemed really slow. It didn't seem like a whole lot happened in this episode. Um yeah, no, I agree, but it's it's a
3: little it's a little disjointed in the in the cartoon as well because he has to like find the mask. He has to find uh his sand and then he has to find like the amulet. So it's kind of it's kind of like he needs that to have uh, to gain more power and that's why he needed the sacrifice of the gargoyle and I didn't really think they portrayed the the reason why he he took the life of the gargoyle uh, to like gain his power back. I didn't really think that that came through this episode. They but somehow spent, the they movie, somehow
4: yeah. spent too much time on it. While simultaneously not spending enough time on it, I don't know how that's possible yeah. because they yeah. they managed to sp- to stretch it out and have it last way longer than I wanted it to, but didn't mm-hmm. es- explain it enough so that I understood really what was happening or had any emotional right. connection to to this animal. So somehow it was yeah. too long and yet also too short. I don't know how they managed mm-hmm. that, but they did. <laughs> but yeah,
3: no, I will go one one grade down to an eight.
4: Yeah, this probably get a six point five for me. Yeah.
3: Cool. Oh, um, if I think of like TV channels and things like that, I think of CNN, Fox, uh, ABC, Disney, NBC. Yeah. ABC, NBC. I would never think that Walmart had their TV channel. Uh, they
4: have Walmart Plus which uh, is the rival to uh, Prime Video. So Amazon has their, you know, shopping part of their website, but also has their yep. video part of their website and the same thing. Well, Walmart is doing the same thing with Walmart Plus, trying to compete with uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, and now they're partnering with Paramount in an effort to go against Prime, uh, the deal was first confirmed yeah, yeah, yeah. by Wall Street Journal on Monday afternoon following recent news of the retailer's discussion with major media companies. Walmart has now officially announced the news of its agreement, uh, but did not say when access to the streaming service would roll out for Walmart Plus members of Paramount Plus. So it sounds like they're, if you have Walmart Plus, you're going to also have Paramount Plus. Uh, it says... Uh, Gaining access to Paramount Plus essential plan uh, is an added fifty nine dollar value. Um, yeah, it, that's if you have like Prime, you can get Paramount Plus on there also. So I'm very mm-hmm. confused as to why this is a like a selling point. I guess just because it's free on there, where if you, on Prime you have to pay like a premium, like a slight premium, like a few extra bucks. I think it's like six bucks on prime to get paramount plus so uh
3: 12.95 for walmart plus uh what do you get you ask uh free delivery f- from your store uh, well no shit Sherlock. i think that already happened you can already do that can't you well maybe not <sighs> member prices is on fuel you can save Ten cents per gallon on Exxon, Mobile, Walmart, and more free
4: stations. Look. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. If you go to Walmart to get gas, I guess. Which I don't know anybody who does that, but. Uh, free shipping,
3: no uh, order minimum. Cool. Uh, you get early access to uh, Walmart Plus paid members. What that means? Shop special promotions and events. And you can have contact-free checkout. So... Sure. That's what you get for twelve ninety-five at Walmart.
4: Yeah. Or $98 a month. Uh, no, a year, sorry. I don't think anybody who already has Prime is going to worry about paying for Walmart Plus, though. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have one or the other. You're nope. not going to have both. <laughs> yeah, you would... Why would you get this? Like, I don't see really... I guess if you're like a huge Walmart. avid Walmart shopper, maybe there's some perks, you know. But other than that, oh, I don't. you can get a member exclusive six months of,
3: of Spotify Premium.
4: Sure, okay. great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, CNN chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin to leave uh, CNN after 20 year tenure. Uh, why? Why is he leaving from? has nothing to do
3: with him masturbating on a Zoom call, call has it? Yeah, no.
4: <laughs> no. Uh,
3: nothing to do with that.
4: Right, the news comes a little more than a year after Tubin rejoined CNN after being off the air for eight months following a deep, quote-unquote, deeply moronic and indefensible situation on a Zoom call with his colleagues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they brought him back, but... Remember we said there's this whole big uh big mashup happening at CNN right now where everything's changing and every like this there's a whole new CEO and everything so uh mm-hmm. it probably has to do more with that than than anything else but I'm guessing they also were like why are we still hiring why do we still have this guy on <laughs> that masturbated mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of colleagues of ours <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe he was the guy that wanted to start that documentary about viagra uh maybe maybe doesn't sound like uh, he needed it we- though so <laughs> that's that's true uh we have got a shortlist uh over uh seven cities that uh, will host one of them will host uh, the eurovision 2023 I am not very uh, surprised by this list at all. People are a little pissed, but we will talk about that a little later. Birmingham, Glasgow, Leeds, Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle, and Sheffield. Is the uh, the cities uh, that is there? um, Is there one very very big city in the UK that you think is missing here? Look. What London? London! Yes, people are a little upset that London uh, were not on the list, but uh, the problem is that uh, they have to look at other events going on at the same time, and it's also very expensive to be in London, so. Okay. I don't know why people are so upset by that, but... uh,
4: yeah, well, it says London has hosted several times before, so possibly that yeah, has something that well. to do with it. Yeah. Um, it says Brighton me to... also yeah. wanted to, but they, they didn't get into the, the shortlist, obviously, so.
3: So if you're going to ask me who's going to win, uh, uh, I will put my money on Glasgow. Uh, not only is it in Scotland, but uh, it's also, like, showing that uh, the UK is more than just uh, England. So I I would think it's going to be Glasgow. If it's not only in Glasgow, I think it's going to be Manchester. But uh, I hope and think it's
4: going to be Glasgow. I can see Manchester. I can see that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Audible audibletrial.com forward slash ADC that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free trial of Audible for 30 days go there, get a free trial, and get a free audiobook. Cancel any time, keep the book.
3: Yeah, Uh, FBI report came out uh, concludes that Alex Baldwin had to pull the trigger in the Fatal Rust uh, shooting.
4: Duh. (laughs) Well, What I had said at the time is some guns, it's possible to pull back the hammer on an old gun and let it go, and it could fire the bullet without technically pulling the trigger. But Mm it says here that this gun specifically could not have done that. But Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger on the gun uh, on the rest movie set, and FBI forensic report has concluded um, the gun discharged one bullet that struck and killed... uh, Helena Hutchinson, and also injured the film's director Joel Souza. Since then, Baldwin has denied pulling the trigger of the gun and said the gun went off on its own. In December, he did an interview on ABC with George Stephanopoulos, which we both saw, and said the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger, but an FBI report obtained by ABC says states that the accidental discharge testing uh, found that the 45 caliber Pieta single-action revolver could not have fired without being the trigger being pulled. Uh, it is unclear if the FBI tested the exact weapon from the accident or an identical one to it.
3: Yeah. Uh, in the background, you can hear uh, Baldering go, I shot the sheriff. Uh,
4: probably not. Uh, he's probably going, oh, uh, this is not good for me. Um it says, uh, investigators who tested concluded that the hammer in the quarter-cocked and half-cocked position could not be made to fire without pull of the trigger. The report also stated that the hammer fully cocked, the weapon could not be made to fire without pulling the trigger while in working internal components and intact and functional. The FBI found the gun was loaded with the hammer decocked. It could detonate the primer without the pull of the trigger when the hammer was struck directly. Okay. Yeah.
3: Is it just me, and, or is it a little... I... I. When you say terms like things are cocked or half-cocked and things like that, I, I think of porn instead of guns. I don't know if that says more about me than...
4: It probably like, just a Norway thing. You don't have as many guns <laughs> there, so you don't talk. You talk about cocked things, and so you're not talking about guns most of the right. time? Right. Right, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen some movies, Look, I saw have some, you movies. Seen some movies. Luke? Yeah, I saw a few movies this week.
3: Do you want uh, me to start? Uh, sure. Uh, I saw 13 lives yesterday with my dad uh, and his wife.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one about the people in the cave. Is that this one? Yes. I haven't seen yes. it yet, but yeah.
3: Ooh, it's good. Uh, Ron Ho- Howard uh, directed it uh, with uh, Viggo Martins and Colin Farrell. Okay. Uh, and a lot of Thai people. and. Uh, yeah, like, uh, looks at it's about the uh, 12 boys that's, and their coach that gets stuck in this cave uh, in Tamlang. Uh-huh. And uh, because there all of a sudden comes this rainstorm, and uh, it is one of the most hectic, claustrophobic movies I have ever seen in my entire life. I n- know the story. We followed. This story, yeah, and I know how it ends, and it still was one of the most heart aching, heart beating movies I have seen in quite a while. I'm going to give this a 10 look. This is really, really,
4: really good. Well, now I'm gonna have to Fuck, watch I it. this movie. I, I kind of was avoiding watching it this week, because you know, I know it, the story, so I know there's going to be de- depressing parts in it, and I was kind of avoiding it, but now that you see it 10 out of 10. You're going to have to see it. I really like this movie. It's
3: probably one of my favorite movies of the year.
4: Okay. I knew that the acting was going to be good, and I, I knew that it was going to be well-directed just because of the, who's in it and, and yeah. who directed it, but yeah, the story... You know, it's kind of a Titanic where you know the boat's going to sink, right? And you Right. So there's not as much uh, tension, but yeah, if you say it's really good, I'm going to check it out. I think it's on Prime here uh, or something, so I definitely have access to it already. It's, it's in Prime in Norway, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I saw men this week.
3: Men, 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 men. <laughs> this was
4: a horror movie, I guess? I don't know. Yes. It was more of a thriller yes. drama than a horror movie, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's... How do I describe it? It's it's about a woman who um, moves to the countryside. Um, she Does she inherit a house or something? I think she inherits a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... There's just really weird people in this little town that uh, are just very very weird and they slowly become weirder and weirder yeah, that's the only way really way to describe it it's it's really fun it's really indie feeling it's experimental it's trying different mm. things the acting's very good that's one of the best parts about it Cinematography is very good um, it's just a little overly ambitious maybe to the point where it feels uh, like it's trying too hard to be weird Mm. and over the top Um, Mm. but I really had fun with it it's definitely a movie that's super up my alley specifically I'm gonna give it a I gave it a nine
3: yeah, I think it's very ambitious and it's it's really good. It's definitely my fa- favorite Alex Garland movie. I I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it a nine back then, as well. Uh, I I didn't like Ex Machina. I'm I'm probably one of the very very, very right. Few yeah, people. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: This so. is way more surreal than Ex Machina, though. This is like oh, definitely. Some kind of Fellini movie, practically, except a horror film. Yeah. Well, I saw a weird movie this week uh,
3: called I Love My Dad. Oh, me too.
4: Oh, I oh I a, it was this, a movie. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, no, I was just saying I Love My Dad. That's all I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Patton Oswalt uh, plays dad. Uh, James... Morissone plays uh, the son. It is uh, about a guy that catfish. Uh, well, uh, uh, this dad catfishes his son uh, to come closer to him and that's the whole movie is about that kind of thing. It is one of the most cringe movies I have seen in my entire life but it was also extremely funny and actually a little moving. I think I will give it an 8. I really liked it. And Pat uh, Patnas Oswald and, and this guy plays very good together. So, yeah, I will give it an 8.
4: All right, I saw the black phone. Uh, they added this to Peacock. Peacock? Um, peacock. If you have Peacock. It's a, it's a movie about a kid who gets abducted, um, but it's also about a town where, a you know, a bunch of kids have been abducted over, I don't know, it seems like it, it's over a course of a few years, at least. Ages, yeah. 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 And so this town is being terrorized by this person who's abducting children, uh, but we kind of focus on our one main character, and he, uh, partway through the movie, ends up getting abducted by this guy, But then some ghostly people come to help him, um... Through the phone. Yeah, but also through his sister, also, in a way. So, (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I like the acting. I really like the acting in this. I like most of the cinematography. They kind of feel like they were going for a Stranger Things vibe with the 80s Mm. nostalgia feel to it. Um... It definitely uh, is good in those ways. I just have... Uh, I don't really like the way it wrapped up uh, in to- totality as far as, like, the answer to um, how he how it all gets resolved, I guess, at the end of the movie, not, trying not to mm-hmm. obviously spoil anything here. Uh, that was my biggest problem, so I'll give it a 7.
3: Yeah, I think I would land on the 7 as well.
4: Everything else was great. The story lacked a little bit. That's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Uh, The last movie that I didn't see with you is Wife-Like. This uh, is a... movie. That's for sure. It's an R-rated movie. Uh, It's about this... human that is a widower called William and she gets he gets this artificial human called Meredith that is designed to behave like his wife uh but uh, there's this organization that times to sabotage her programming and that is what this movie says it's about it has Lana from WWE in it. Okay. Uh, CJ Perry. Um Jonathan Rice I really like. And he's good in this movie, I guess. It's just too bad. It's a terrible, terrible shit movie. Um, I will give it a four.
4: Four. Yeah, four. Two. All right. Three. 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 Uh, I saw Big Gold Brick. Um, this is a movie uh-huh. that happened uh, this year. <laughs> it's got Oscar Isaacs. It's got Andy Garcia. It's got Megan Fox, Lucy Hale. So it's got a bunch of really oh. good actors in it, right? Um, okay. It is. When I've we said heard of this movie. when we said men was ambitious, this is also ambitious. It's definitely trying to be something totally different than any other film. It just mm. is over the top and crazy, and you just get lost in it to a degree. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I, it's about a, it's about a man who his father disowns him, and he's kind of go, gone on a bender. He's homeless at this point. He's lost his girlfriend. He's lost everything. Uh, and then we also meet, like, a very rich man uh, who is just driving around in his car, and then he, it seems like he accidentally hits this guy, but uh, it's all told in, in a perspective, from the perspective of the guy who got hit, telling it okay. to a publisher... Who he's writing a book about the whole story? Does that, that so? That seems very convoluted. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, Megan Fox plays the <laughs> wife of Andy Garcia in this. Uh, he, uh, Andy Garcia, the rich man, takes the the man he hit after he comes out of a coma under his wing to try to like uh, rehabilitate him uh, because he feels bad, obviously, for hitting him with his car uh mm-hmm. but there's underlying th- the things going on here it is very convoluted but very interesting i think it's worth watching but i wouldn't i can't really recommend it to anybody i don't know it's got 20% on rotten tomatoes and 3.3 out of 10 on Ooh. imdb but i would give it a i'm going to give it a 6
3: okay yeah well the last movie that we saw was uh, Nightwatch.
4: Nightwatch, okay. Wasn't it? Daywatch? No, Daywatch. Daywatch, there you go. I forgot I forgot <laughs> the name of it also, because I didn't write it down. <laughs> Me neither.
3: <laughs> yeah, th- this sure is a movie that happened. Uh, it's, it's not that bad. Uh, but it it has uh, who in it? Jamie Foxx and uh, Snoop Dogg yep
4: Uh, and uh, that's it I I think that's it I'm trying to think if there's anybody else really in it oh yeah uh, uh, it was called Day Shift Day Shift yeah it also has that uh, guy
3: that we all uh, recognized that I can't remember right now that was his partner
4: Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a. Uh, oh, Dave Franco, who's like, I guess. Dave Franco, yes. The brother of the other Franco. Um, It's just a fun, funny, oh, kind of goofy uh, buddy action movie with vampires, right? That's about. I mean, there's not much else to say about it.
3: No, I, I think my problem is that I, I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's just like... It, would, it felt very uh, generic.
4: Oh, yeah. The word I'm it's a for. popcorn movie. It's not going to win any awards. It's not trying to be an award-winning film. They're not aspiring for it to be any more than just some... Uh, uh, sound and and uh, visual vomit that you can kind of just... uh <laughs> <laughs> that can just flow through your ears and into your eyeballs, right? right. Yeah, but it felt extremely nineties. Yeah, I think maybe that like has to two. do with it just having Jamie Fox and Snoop Dogg in it, maybe. But could be. But it it felt it to the part where
3: I was like, I was starting to like ask myself, if it was if it was made like this year. It it felt that nineties uh, movie like I it didn't really make, make any sense.
4: There was definitely a time period in the late 90s where there was a lot of buddy action flicks like this, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's...
3: It, yeah, but l- l- I would
4: give it a 5.5. 5. Uh, i didn't give it a score, but I guess, uh... i give it a 5, right in the middle. Yeah? Yeah. It was fine. Cool. But... Uh, it's, again, he not any. It's not going to win any awards, and I wouldn't go, you have to see this or something. Yeah. You definitely don't have to see this. No, you're not missing out <laughs> on anything if you don't watch this movie. That's, yeah. Absolutely not.
3: We did uh, talk about a lot of other things that in the movie. That's uh, a, a term of uh, not that good movie.
4: Well, maybe. Uh, uh, but it's also, you know, it was entertaining enough that. And. You, I didn't feel lost, even though we weren't really paying attention. So it's like just a simple, no. mindless, brain, brainless movie. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's see and uh,
3: listen to uh, the audio trailer for Rogue Agent.
2: You'll probably never hear this message. It's important that okay. you know that you haven't broken me okay trick that spies
4: use. we we didn't break her you
2: want to make an instant connection with someone look into their eyes just long enough to register. you
4: can tell this was filmed in England Just by the camera yeah it looks like a BBC camera i have seen him before yeah definitely he he was in a TV show we watched recently or something my real name is He's got an. Ac- he's putting on an accent here. He's American, right? Not sure.
0: Check with our in security services. James Norton, not one of those. Robert Freeguard. The allegation was for stalking and harassment of a young woman. Sophie, where are we?
4: Was that a Nokia? Robert
0: Freeguard
4: kidnapped my daughter. That's <laughs> the. <laughs> do you believe in god and the devil
2: some people have been put on this earth to be this agent. looks
4: pretty good actually yeah. well, it does an yeah and, he's not the lords. and you said it changed we name
1: we worked together
4: well last week even when we
1: we have just one
4: even when we said it at the end of the show it was called free guard and then mm. when I went to look it up, look up the trailer, I couldn't find a trailer for Free Guard, but then it automatically showed me this, and they're the same movie, so. Need to find it. I don't know if it changed name or if it's called something different in, because sometimes in different countries they'll call it different thing, different movies, different things. Mm. So it could be called Free Guard in England and be called uh, Rogue Agent here in America, possibly. So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Conman Robert Freegard poses as an undercover MI5 agent and kidnaps countless victims amidst a high-stake manhunt until a woman who fell f- fell for him brings him to justice. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61 on Metacritic, 71% of Google users liked it. Pretty solid scores there. Like you said, James mm-hmm. Norton, Gemma R... R. Renton, uh, Marissa Bell, um,
3: yeah, looks pretty decent. I recognize him. Yeah, I recognize him from Mac M- Mafia. He
4: wasn't. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. I remember that. That is where, mm-hmm. and that was a British show, so that makes sense.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, didn't find too many people that had watched this. Uh, actually, it was just four audience reviews on. Rotten Tomatoes, Uh, let's start with the worst one, Uh, that gave it three and a half star. Uh, Rogue Agent doesn't engage the audience enough to uh, comprehend how the life of uh, Robert Freegard connected so many people out of their lives, Uh, but enough to become an alluring watch, said Arif. Uh, but a sincere movie fan gave it five stars and said, very interesting with a great cast. I could not look away. For a fair, I would miss something. Shows you that uh, you can have a great movie experience uh, without the need to sell itself through violence alone. Truly a movie for adults and warning to all uh, about the content of state of people trying to con others
4: interesting Okay, I got a 1 out of 10 here from the IMDB Uh, Jacqueline Nestrada says this movie is horrible Uh, the, the only thing that it achieves is making fun of the victims they didn't show the manipulation of this con artist in a clever way don't waste your time watch the documentary it's much better uh, so, this is based on a true story. Mm hmm. Uh, nine Ooh. out of ten, though, from Xmas Day Baby 96629 six, <laughs> six, nine, says watchable. I have to say that this was the most watchable. Maybe it is just better than much that Netflix has to offer. It piqued my interest straight away, Ooh. as I am from Shropshire. Shropshire. So. Their accents were interesting to hear as we don't make it in media too often. A good watch especially for a true story. So, watchable. <laughs> That's a high praise. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm looking for if I, if, go ahead. Yeah. No, if I if I said a um,
3: movie was watchable, I would think I would like give it a 5 or a 6.
4: Okay. Uh, that that's what I would think, too. Not a nine, right? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what they really liked about it is that, like, it showed their hometown and, like, they they were able to connect to it in a much deeper way uh, in, in that sense. So that, I can understand that. I'm looking on IMDb for the title. All the titles, like, for every country, it's basically called Rogue Agent, uh, except for I can't read the ones in South Korea. It's in South Korean. And United mm. Arab Emirates is in whatever that is. So, but the mm. working title was called Chasing chasing agent free guard uh so hmm. and i don't know where i got free just free guard from but that's what i originally had seen it as so hmm. um, but it's rogue agent apparently everywhere so yeah well uh also coming out is fall
3: this is a mystery uh movie uh, for best friends becky and hunter life is all about conquering fears and pushing limits However, after they climb a two thousand feet to uh, uh, to the top of a remote abandoned radio tower, they find themselves stranded with way no way n- with no way down. That was hard to say for some reason. And uh, now their expert climbing skills are put to the l- ultimate test as they. Uh, desperately fight to survive the elements, a lack of supplies, and vertigo-inducing heights. This sounds like a, a movie for me that has <laughs> a fair fight. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Has, yeah, it has Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it, Grace Fulton, and Virginia Gardner. <laughs> like all of them, though.
4: Yeah. Uh, uh, that actually doesn't sound too point... bad.
3: Yeah, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 73 on Rotten Tomatoes, and
4: 88% of Google users liked this movie. Okay, uh, let me try not to butcher this. Veneziafrania. Uh I was very happy that it was your
3: movie to, to talk about.
4: Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, a group of Spanish tourists in Venice, Italy, end up fighting for their lives against angrily locals... Who have had enough of foreign visitors uh, with mm-hmm. Sylvia Alonso, Z Blanco, and Ingrid Garcia. Okay.
3: Mac and Rita. Uh, when 30 year old uh, Mac Martin, resulting uh, resultant, joins a palm string ca- uh, bachelor trip for her best friend Carla. Her inner 70-year-old gets released literally. The fr- <laughs> frustrated writer and influence magically transform into her future self, Aunt Rita. Freed from the considerations of other people's expectations, Rita comes into her own, becoming an unlikely social media sensation and sparking a tentative, Romance with Max, adorable dog sitter Jack. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, that sounded (laughs) convoluted. Sorry? That sounds awful. (laughs) It does. Uh, Diane Keaton and uh, Martin Short. Oh, okay. Cool. What? Okay. Uh, Scores? Uh, 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 25 on Rotten Tomatoes. This sounds like an amazing movie. 46 on Fandango. And 59% of Google users like this movie. Kind of want to see it now.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Uh, Summering. Four best friends on the brink of starting middle school realize their lives are about to change forever. On the last week of summer, they set out to make the most of it. That's like the most generic sounding title I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the description, I mean. 4.2 po- or yeah. four point two out of 10 on nine would be 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, 46% on Metacritic. It's got uh, Lake Bell, uh, Madeline Mills, Sarah Cooper, Megan Mullally. M- yeah. Mm. A few people I've heard of. Uh,
3: Finnish movies. We have a lot of Finnish listeners, so I'm sure that this will be interesting. Girl Picture. Uh, three young women try to defy the persistent winter darkness in Finland. In progress, they move between dreams, reality, friendship, relationships, and try to make sense of the whole mess. It, of course, has you you know this lady, Amu Minonov Min- in its sure look.
4: Yeah, right. my favorite actress. Yeah, yeah.
3: And Eleonora Kukuhanen.
4: Yeah, Kukuhanen, mm-hmm. yep.
3: Yeah, seven point two out of ten on IMDb, ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, three point seven out of five on Letterboxd, and
4: eighty-three percent of Google users liked this movie. Watch this movie win like Academy the Best Picture Academy <laughs> <world>. Um <laughs> and we're making fun of yeah, it. We're yeah, we're just sitting here, and just yeah, <laughs> acting like it's nothing. Uh, let the little light, let the little light shine. A high-achieving elementary school near downtown Chicago is the lifeline for Black children until gentrification threatens its closure. Closure. Um, I'm not seeing any scores for this at all, uh, and it's a documentary, so it doesn't have any anybody. Yeah, that's it. That that's a. It's mm-hmm. called "Let the Little Light Shine." There you go. Emergency
3: declaration. Say that 10, ten times fast. Uh, While well, investigation uh, investigating a terrorist threat that goes online, Korean authorities discover that the suspect has recently boarded a flight for the United States. When a healthy passenger on the same flight suddenly dies, panic erupts both in flight and on the ground. With steady disgracing fuel and international refusal to offer aid, the captain and crew take an unprecedented emergency measure to save the lives of all on board. 7.7 on. No, 7.1 on IMDb, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 91% of Google users liked it. That was very, like, up and down in scores. Yeah. Uh,
4: in UO. Inuo is born... And me, yeah, is born with unique physical oh. characteristics and the horrified adults cover his face with a mask. One day he meets a boy named Tamano... Tamana a blind bawa player and as Tamana plays a delicate song, inuo discovers an incredible ability to dance. Uh, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on be 76% on Metacritic, ninety percent of Google users Google users liked it. It's a it's an anime, so um, I have never heard of a movie
3: that I think you would like little more uh, more than this movie. It has
4: dancing and
3: <laughs> singing in it.
4: I it Must I don't know it. what's going on with it, but the animation at least looks kind of interesting from the pictures I'm looking at. So.
3: Well, No Way Out has a 4.3 on IMDb, because that's the only thing we know about it. Uh, Follows a couple that lives in uh, Los Angeles. They are embroiled in passionate relationship fueled by sex, drugs, and risk that quickly reaches a boiling point. Ooh. Ooh.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. You already did this course. Uh, Emily the Criminal... Saddled with student debt and unable to find work, a college graduate becomes involved in a credit card scam, acting as a dummy shopper and buying increasingly risky products with stolen credit cards. Uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That sounds pretty good. Seventy-one or 7.1 out of 10 on be 75% on Metacritic. Uh, 95% of Google users liked it. It's got um, Ben Rogers, Aubrey Plaza, Ooh. Theo Rossi. Uh, yeah. A few people you've heard of. Cool. Uh, which movie do you want to see the most? Uh, uh, I think actually Emily the Criminal, there right at the end, kind of, I think I want to see that the most. Stole it? Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah. I, I can see that. I think I, I actually want to see Fall the most.
4: That just kind of sounded like a generic uh, cliffhanger type movie, uh, but it could be interesting. It's kind of interesting because, you know, it's going off of the idea of, like, all those YouTubers who who climb just random shit, right? So, yeah.
3: Right, yeah. And, and a Rogue Agent also seemed interesting.
4: Yeah, that also seemed a little generic, but, uh, yeah, I yeah. would say probably Fall is number two for me, Emily the Criminal number one, Rogue Agent maybe number three. Out of all these films? Yeah. And
3: I think I have Fall, then Emily, the criminal, and then Rogue
4: Agents, number three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do next week? Talk about news of the week, TV and movies of the week, CMN episode three, and we're going to do another digital review of Spin Me Round. Round, round, baby, round, round. Right round. Is it spin right round?
3: Or... Who is that? Right Who did that? Round. That's uh, the British group. Uh, don't say it. Round, round, baby. We will go round. Da, 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 da. Uh, oh, gosh. They had also pushed a button, let me know.
4: Yeah, it was like a 80s new wave uh, band.
3: I band. Uh, gosh. Well, I know what it is I already. Re- I even remember that one of their uh, titles of their album was called, like, Cat Fights and things like that because they had, like, huge uh, fights. Give me the first letter in in their girl group. uh, There were three
4: people in the group, by the way. Uh, It starts with a D, I guess. I don't think you're ever going to get that, though. It's dead or alive. No. No.
3: Not the one I'm thinking of.
4: <laughs> That's who made the song, though, so...
3: Now, the, the thing I was thinking of is called Sugar Babes. Uh, they were a, a group in the uh, early 2000s,
4: late 90s. Oh, they probably just did a cover of it, then. Uh, probably, There's yeah. been a ton of people who did covers of it. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, other recordings, actually. I'm looking right here. There's one by, uh... Uh... A lot of people actually. Dope Ninja Sex Party did a cover of it. Actually, oh, really? Actually, Gigi D'Agostino did one. Uh, that's probably a good one. I like. It. I like his stuff. Uh, yeah, Jessica yeah. Simpson did one in 2006. So.
3: <laughs> Jessica Simpson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what she does nowadays. Uh,
4: 2006. I guess that would have been right around when she was making a reality show, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know now. Probably just being a mom. What was uh, uh, her
3: husband's name again? Lafay?
4: Yeah, but they broke up because he was on that reality show we watched with his wife. just recently. like just yes, recently. I do remember that. yeah. And yeah, she's yeah, yeah they they aren't together anymore. But yeah, he uh, one of the Backstreet not Backstreet Boys, ninety eight degrees, something like that. Something
3: like that. Yeah, I also mixed them a little together. So. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I never... Anyway... The the only one I know is Justin Timberlake was Backstreet Boys. The rest of them, I I could mix them up and they'd all be the same in my head. Justin Timberlake was Backstreet Boys? Yeah, right? No. What was Justin Timberlake in, then? Wasn't he in, uh...
3: Not Backstreet Boys, but NSYNC? No,
4: he's Backstreet Boys. Okay. Wasn't he? Oh, no. He was NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in NSYNC. <laughs> so I don't even know that, then. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then there was 98 Listen. Degrees, and then what? there's yes. got to be another one that we're forgetting.
3: Oh, there were so many. There were
4: so many, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh,
3: uh N sync Backstreet Boys Boys to Men.
4: <laughs> I Boys to Men was uh, way before like Backstreet Boys and stuff, weren't they? Maybe not way before, but like I think I wanna a say a little too far. I wanna say yeah. Boys to Men came first and the Backstreet Boys was kind of a copy or those other bands were kind of a copy. Uh, of them,
3: oh, definitely, yeah. I think they more or less like stole the whole thing from another thing that white 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 people stole from black. Right? Culture. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, definitely. But uh, no, I, I, I. It's 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 kind of uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, I I also remember like the nineties, like uh, like a swirl of like boy band. And uh, there was this documentary not that long time ago about this crazy dude that was a pedophile that was, like, the ringleader of all those, like, uh, boy bands. Do you remember him?
4: Like a very big fat dude? No. Was, uh, I, yeah. I might I might, um, you know, you'd have to sh- show me a picture or something. Maybe I yeah. remember. Anyway. What about LFO? Do you remember them? I don't remember them at all. <laughs> <laughs> are they the ones that had like is that LFO? yes i think that's LFO. yes yeah maybe i was just looking up random <laughs> boy bands so boys to men boys- there's also a good good group. boys to men okay yeah
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> welcome to us naming boy bands and <laughs> girl bands. Wasn't there a, one called like There was a British one called like O Town or something? O Town. Oh yeah, yeah, they were huge. Oh no, they were American. Who what was the British boy the band? Blue. 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 There you go. Blue. Yeah.
3: Blue were British. Yeah. Um
4: Yeah, there were a lot of those and they were the all other one exactly was the, the same.
3: Ronan... Yeah, Ronan Keating came out of one of those groups, uh, I remember. But it wasn't uh, the one that I uh, we just said blue. But Ronan Keating was also, like, a boy band member.
4: All right, Jeremy Round. speaking of music, did you watch the uh, Channel 5 <laughs> video that came out yesterday?
3: Yeah, about the rap festival. Yeah, and was it was funny.
4: about a rap festival. It was more, more they kind of covered the genre of rap that this festival was about. You know, they were talking about Mm -hmm. all these different artists that are all kind of coming up at the same time in this uh, drill music uh, era of rap, I guess, Um, and kind of the pushback from the media and things like that also went into it. It was very interesting. I mean, I don't follow a lot of those artists, but, um, you know, it's a very popular genre, and it, it seems like... Uh, it gets a lot of pushback, but it also doesn't get a lot of mainstream uh, praise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Penguin's uh, video on Andrew Tate, did you see that?
4: Oh, I, yeah, prob- I think I did, yeah. 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 I actually liked Charlie's video better on Jay Hill's. Did you see the Jay... He did two oh, videos. Oh, yeah, that was
3: also really good, yeah.
4: I don't know if he knows that Jay Hill was just he was part of the j station crew like he mm. and now he's just doing the same shit just without mm-hmm. j station there yeah but it's like it's funny that that's still a genre the 3am genre it, it i love Definitely. i love that that is still something that people are do- how can you do that and then go to you bed at 10 night
3: yeah.
4: like go to bed and put your head on the pillow and just be like yep my life is normal and be <laughs> and doing those videos yeah I guess the money, the money helps.
3: I mean, that's, that's the whole thing with Adrian Tate as well. Like,
4: he's, I think he's already, he's become like, so made fun of at this point on like TikTok and, uh, and in, uh, Commentary videos and stuff on YouTube that, like, I think he's already become a, a huge joke, even to his own community. A meme? Yeah, he mm. he's, like, beyond meme status. He's, like, the, he's a dead meme at this point, you know? Yeah. But I wonder, I, I don't think he will, uh, I don't
3: think he will go money hungry, to say it that way. I think people are still interested in giving him loads and lots of money. And he's kind of yeah, becoming, I just... I- I- instead of famous, he's becoming infamous. And when you get that infamous state, then you really get it.
4: I don't know whose video was it was, because I've seen so many videos about the guy recently, but it might have been Charlie's video where he was saying, like, he he realizes that he's never going to get in trouble for doing this shit. Like, he's never... yeah. And so all it does is bring him more attention. Even bad attention is good attention to him because it's at least attention. Mm -hmm. And he keeps his name out there. And so, yeah. uh, But I think it's going to catch up to him. And what's going to... I see something bad happening at the end of this. Some kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, Ezra Miller-style things. Do you see that? I was reading that you know obviously the flash movie they were saying that it's up in the air um... i
3: think it's 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 almost it it is almost at at the point at i think it would hurt uh, the business more if it got released because of all the things But what do I know?
4: They haven't filmed it yet. So haven't they? I don't, or I don't think so. I think they filmed part of it, right? Isn't it
3: supposed to come out like next year?
4: Uh, the IMDb says post-production, so yeah, filmed. It's in the can already. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing another thing: the popularity rating on IMDb is uh very negative it's going down people are not happy about this film so there you go
3: i'm not super shocked by that um what else did i watch on youtube this week oh uh i i didn't know this was a thing but uh Elon Musk was on Full Send podcast it's sure.
4: I saw some clips. I think on each three played some clips from it, maybe, or I saw some clips somewhere. Yeah, I I
3: I saw most of it.
4: Uh, I could not I, sit through a Nelk Boy podcast ever. I
3: I really dislike these people.
4: They're it's, brain dead it, idiots. It's very 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 hard for I them understand to, to they're young, right? They're young. Yeah. And I understand that, but it's like at this point when you're this at this level that they're at, you have to like get some common sense at some point, mm. I guess. But when you get famous for having no common sense, maybe you don't. Maybe that's the whole thing. Uh, do you know what
3: documentary is coming next week, by the way, on when we are having the podcast? What? The documentary about, uh, John McPhee. Uh, that they filmed with him.
4: Oh, okay. So it's got interviews with him and stuff?
3: Yeah, it's you... coming on Netflix next week.
4: Nice. Nice.
3: 24th. Yeah.
4: Uh, did you see the fairbane Films guys are they made a video, like their first video I, in a long time? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. And they made a video that they were like, we're back, we're going to do videos, we're mm-hmm. going to be coming out with videos again. I always like their stuff. I mean, it's just short comedy, silly silly yeah. things, but they they went away for a while for some mm-hmm. passport issues with like going to the US and stuff. Really weird. But the, I they had been gone for a while, and I, I had just assumed they were completely gone for one reason. It's because watching mm-hmm. cold ones... One of the guys who always does skits with them, Darcy, was working on the crew of Cold Ones, and I was like, "Well, that must mean their their whole thing is over. They've split up." That was my right. assumption, right? Yeah. But no, he yeah, just me too. he just works at Cold yeah. Ones now, and they're still going to be doing. Yeah. They're not going to be doing videos with him probably as much anymore. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to to have them back. It was fun. Yeah, fun I always like their stuff. I mean, it's. Just silly. Their stuff is just silly, and I love, love that. I mean, sometimes they'll cover, like, political stuff, but in a joking way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Always funny. Uh,
3: Neil Patrick Harris eating Hot Ones was the series
4: finale. Oh, was he promoting that show that we hated? Yep. <laughs> Great.
3: <laughs> Uncoupled. The most amazing TV show in
4: the world. I mean, we weren't even the only ones that hated that show. Everybody seemed to hate that show. So, yeah, yeah, we're not in the minority. Uh, I, I Def Noodles getting canceled by everybody. I don't even know what it, <laughs> what it's about. Do you even? I can't even tell. Yeah, yeah. like I, yeah, I got recommended a few it. like random videos when I was watching things, being like. This is why Def Noodles has been cancelled, or Def Noodle's responded mm-hmm. to me cancelling him, or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I watched a, f- a couple, and I still have no fucking clue what the whole issue is. Something yeah, he, he wrote, like, there. a bad joke on Twitter or something. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't think he is going to be cancelable.
4: Oh, and then there's the guy I sent you uh, on YouTube Shorts last night. The most insane YouTube Shorts I've ever oh, seen my in my gosh. entire life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I it's a, his... just some random homeless guy. <laughs> I went
3: to his channel. Oh it's yeah, like me too. 73, Seventy-three like subscribers.
4: Yeah, no, the like well, the videos I sent you only had like three or four views. You know, nobody had seen yeah. them except for like me and you and him and uh, but like, yeah, there was definitely some very disturbing vibes with those videos. I'm on meth,
3: and I have some conspiracy theories I really want to tell you yeah, about. Yeah, I. That was. I feel like that was more or less what I got from it.
4: If I knew where this guy lived and I knew exactly who he was or how to get a hold of him, I would try to yeah. get somebody to get because it seems like this this thing could go bad really quickly. The thing, the way he's talking about conspiracy theories and things like that, and it seems like he doesn't have anything to lose. It's kind of scary yeah and also being on meth like the the video I sent you it's got 9 views posted yesterday and 2 comments and they're both from him Yeah, he's commenting on his own videos
3: <sighs> that's all, always a good sign
4: yeah this guy needs help so uh, I don't know his name is Ponce Papa if anybody can find it, this guy and get him some help that would be great yeah, and get, get him off meth. Or whatever, he's, yeah, whatever he's on.
3: If I if I looked up the poster child of using meth, there's a picture of him.
4: You know what the funniest part is? You know what? I went to the homepage of YouTube, and it was in my recommended shorts. That's where I found it. How how the fuck did <laughs> it get there? I, I don't know, because it's only got three views, right? So yeah. I don't know how it ended up there, but... I don't know how YouTube shorts like algorithm works at all. So I, all I know is now I'm hearing a lot more of regular YouTubers saying they're forcing me to make shorts. I think cinnamon toast Ken said that he's like, I post, mm. I'm posting shorts. They're making me do that. I know he's, I've gotten comments that people don't like to, that it mixes up. Like you get confused cause you think there's a new video out and all it is is just a 32nd thing. But that YouTube is mm, not promoting people as much if they don't, uh, post, shor- post shorts, which I think is pretty stupid, but they're trying to compete with. Well, TikTok. they they're
3: trying to yeah they're trying to to take TikTok and that's never ever going to work. TikTok is too too.
4: Big. You shouldn't try to be something else. Just be the thing that made you successful, and you're gonna you know what I mean. Trying to be something that it's already successful for being itself. Uh. Mm. isn't going to make you more successful because people are just going to go to the one that's already successful for being that. If they want to see YouTube-length videos, you know, like 12 to 14 minutes, maybe up to 30 minutes, that's what you go to YouTube for. You don't go to YouTube to see 30-second videos. I mean, that's not true. Some of the Fairbane films, I just said that, but those guys' videos are like a minute and a half long sometimes. (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I I use I use YouTube mostly to to watch pretty long things. Like, I never watch uh, things that are underneath a minute on YouTube mostly.
4: Like yeah. Oh no. Um, unless they're just little comedy skits, which I follow a few yeah. people that do little comedy skits, but uh... yeah, that's that's some, but that's something else. Yeah, it's weird because like comedy skits like that aren't considered a short. Even if it was like a forty-five right. second short comedy skit, it's like it's considered a video. It's unless you post it to Shorts. So it's just mm. the whole thing is just kind of stupid when you think about it because there already are short videos on YouTube that aren't in the short section. It's yeah, it all just is confusing. My
3: week's rabbit hole was rooming official. Uh, I went uh, through a lot of
4: his videos this week. Rumi? Like Uh, R-O-M-E-I? R-O-O-M-E-I.
3: E-I or I-E? E-I-E. Sorry. There you go. Yeah, he's a good friend of uh,
4: Beauty. Oh, I've seen this guy before. Yeah, he's Swedish as well. Okay, yeah. He uh, Uh, but he worked on one of the. He was in one of the music videos, right? One of the PewDiePie music videos, yeah.
3: Celebration, yeah.
4: Yeah, there you go. That's when he was in the celebration one.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he did a YouTube uh, video with Pewds where he made him and uh, two friends of him made made a. custom-made m- music thing to Pewds while he was there. By the way, I have to say, PewDiePie's vlogs, I fucking love them.
4: Uh, yeah, they're fun. Uh, yeah. I watched, actually, the like newest it. one last night. Uh, I thought he did a QA. and a Whenever I see somebody post a Q&A YouTube video, I never watch it. Is that just me, mm-hmm. or do you do the yeah, same thing? no. I see but this one Q&A. I oh, you watched it? I didn't yeah. watch it. Whenever yeah. I see somebody say I'm doing a QA, and I'm like, eh, I can skip that one.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, know, he did a rank of the 22nd like, Eurovision songs and things like that. So I went down a rabbit hole and watched a lot of his uh, videos. He's, he's, some of it is super boring. But some of it is, is very interesting. Like, he he is, has this sh- series called Songs That Should Work Together. That's a very interesting series.
4: That sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was about it. I mean, other than Addison Ray's dad being a crazy person, I think... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> why, why is this a thing that I, I know of? I don't... I mean, it's kind of all over the place, but... Uh... Yeah, and he posts some very cringy shit, and so that's why it's kind of blown up. Is he just posts cringe so so often, and want to box uh, someone? A rapper named Young Gravy. He wants to fight him, but it seems yeah. like he wants to fight a few different people. But then Tana Mojo, Mo- Mojo, Mojo said that she saw like she's seen him like hitting on young girls and uh, doing I'm sure, yeah. drugs at mean yeah in the company of young people and things like that, so he's just a weird, creepy dude. Well, I'm a weird, creepy dude. Uh, Are you a weird, creepy dude? Sometimes, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, From the Creepy Dudes, uh,
3: my name is Fro.
4: From the Creepy Place, my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye, everybody.
0: Another digi- Another digit. Another digital citizen.
1: Another digital, c- c- citizen
0: Another digital citizen Another digital citizen
2: Another digital citizen Another citizen Another citizen citizen